evangelist pause and hold silence as we center ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body or in spirit and open God's life-giving word for this community. If you're able, please stand. and a special welcome to those joining us online. A reminder this service is live streamed. On the fourth Sunday in Lent, we gather, we come to remember and celebrate the good news of Jesus. He told stories that some people did not like and that we still struggle with today. We come as we are. Beloved children, to worship God. Let us come close to God and God comes close to us. Let us worship God in 181 for the beauty of the earth.
Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, how good it is to come to you, knowing that a warm welcome is always offered, that no matter what we have been through this week, your arms are open wide and waiting. Patient and caring, Jesus, how good it is that you have shown the way that all are welcome to follow you. And as often as we might drift away, you're waiting and ready to welcome us back into the fold. Niggling, nudging spirits, how good it is that you are there with your niggles and nudges, steering us in the right direction, back into the arms of God and the love of Jesus. Trinity of welcome. Forgive us for those times we have wandered away or turned our backs in you. Forgive us for we have forgotten the example of Jesus and the stories he told. Help us to be as open to the prodigals in our lives as you are to us. Let the spirits, niggles and nudges forever bring us back to you, knowing that we will be welcomed home with open arms. Hear us now as we unite our voices with the church universal in the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Morning, boys and girls. How are we all right? Yeah, excellent. I wanted to think about forgiveness this morning. So, about forgiveness. So, if we do something wrong, then we might be forgiven. Yeah? Hopefully. You're definitely forgiven if you made Mother's Day breakfast food. That's you for the year. You have a free pass, my friend. What ways could we be forgiven? Flowers for Mother's Day. You definitely are forgiven. The mothers have been looked after the kids. So you get chocolate. Yeah, so you say sorry if you wanted to make some gifts. Excellent. Given a kiss. Yes. And a hug. Excellent. Because in a story today, that's exactly what happened. There's two brothers, younger brother and the older brother. And the younger brother decides that he wants to go away and do something completely different and spend all his money. And he leaves home and leaves the older brother to do all the work at home. And the older brother 
isn't very happy. So the young brother goes away and spends all his money, and then he comes back home. And the older brother wants him to get into trouble. And Robbie's smiling, so he thinks this is an injustice that Gregor's clearly done. And when he comes home, what happens? The father goes out and sees the younger brother come back. He's been looking for him. He's wanted him to come home. And he stands with his arms open and gives him a big hug. And Robbie's definitely like, this is what happened. Injustice. And the big brother, Robbie, is really jealous. He says, this is not fair. The wee brother gets off with murder. Yeah, and I've worked hard and I've put the bins out. And I've loaded the dishwasher. And the wee brother gets away with whatever he wants and gets back in to the fire. But the whole story is that we always get second chances with God. God's all about giving us second chances. And we'll do things wrong and we'll make mistakes. But when we come back, God welcomes us home like the father in the story with open arms and we get a second chance because we're always loved by God. And hopefully we can do the same with other people. So if people do things wrong, we might say to them, not to say they get away with it, we might say to them that's wrong, we shouldn't have done that, but we give them second chances. And that's sharing that love of God. For those who have remembered Mother's Day, given flowers, we share that love with you. Pastor, at least the weekend. Enjoy the rest of the day with your mother. Remember that story when the brother comes home that he gets that second chance. And next time, 155. Think of a world without any flowers.
information just goes back collecting as usual on a Tuesday at the Red Falls 10 to 12 and 7 to 8pm. Please support that if you can. This Tuesday there'll be no wee weather at the West Halls. It's the Easter Coast for schools who are using the halls on Tuesday and Wednesday. So no wee weather. This Tuesday we're back the following week. Holy Week services Monday to Friday will be 7.30pm here in the church, not 7 as intimated in the record. We do have guest preachers um, throughout the week, so please come along and support a good turnout if you're able. And Communion Monday, Thursday will be the same as our March Communion um, with serving of the elements. You can sit to the side if you wish to bring your own. Easter Sunday morning, the early service at 8 o'clock. There's a sheet at the back of the church if you're coming. It's to note down so you can get a roll and bacon. It's always worth coming for that alone. So 8, eight o'clock um, for the service, followed by a roll and bacon. But put your name down, please, if you're coming to the early service, uh, if you want a roll. The walk scheduled for the 9th of April is going to drop forward to the 2nd of April next Saturday. Four miles for Barton Station along the cycle path to the temple at Lagwina and then back to bring a flask and a snack and more details can be found on the website. The Rotary 10K is taking place Sunday the 22nd of May at 1pm reading from the West Halls. The entry fee for Alzheimer's Scotland but your fundraising can be either for that or for any chosen charity. I'm maybe persuaded to put a tune in from the church to raise funds for Ukraine. If anyone's interested, please speak to me. We're looking about an hour. Not greatly faster than an hour's time, but if anybody thinks we can do a 10k in around an hour, then not in a car. <laughs> then please speak to me and we'll maybe put a church tune in. We'll some runners from the church. We also need some cures. We always help out with as well as we can to those entry forms up the back. Go to the part of the church team, speak to me, and there's a, a sheet for volunteers. So you can volunteer an hour, hopefully in the sun, to help our friends at the Rotary um, and community work, then please uh, do so. And you can speak to Dean Jackson or any of the others in the Rotary. An update on Ukraine. Thank you for a lot of interest following last week. I've got a, a, a mailing list that I've put out. We're still waiting, ultimately, government movement and how we match up and stuff, so that will have to take its course. I'll have a meeting this week with the Church of Scotland, which is next to the Scottish Government, so once I have more details from that, then I'll circulate to the email list and intimate in further in the church. We are now with Father Andrew on Friday, and they're also keen to be involved with Ukraine, so hopefully we can do something as a community, and please keep that in your prayers. Next week, from Saturday the 2nd to Saturday the 9th, I'll be in annual leave. An emergency pastoral cover will be provided by the Reverend Dr. Alistair Shaw, or you can contact the session part. Also today, we remember um, our friend at Linwood, um, Eileen is retiring. Eileen Ross, the minister there, is retiring today, and we've had many shared services uh, with Linwood and Eileen over the years. So give them our best our session parties representing the congregation at her uh, retirement service today. So we wish her a long and happy retirement. Continuing on our talent stream, there's also something of Jack McKechnie who will speak to us this morning.
No, no, no. Just stand right here. Not straighten your hips up there so you see the shade of your glasses for vision. Uh, I'm Jonathan Stephanie, and I'm from Junior Rugby Resource Group. The resource group, quite simply, looks after the physical property and assets of our church, comprising three main themes. <coughs> the grounds, property, and finance. My role as convener is to oversee and coordinate the work of those themes and report back to session on the work done uh, or of any issues and problems that we may need to plan ahead for. And conversely, uh, to take back to the teams any requirements from session. The grounds team is led by Adam McCartney. Uh, they maintain a, a grounds in immaculate condition, whether it's here at church, through cutting the grass and borders at the graveyard, or maintaining the, the rose garden here at the back, or the heather garden and plant tubs at the front, planting fresh bulbs to give seasonal colour. I'm particularly welcoming over the past few years uh, when they've been subject to restrictions and they've really come to appreciate the time outdoors. They maintain the borders at the church hall, help out with the manse garden when required. And then some of the other unseen things perhaps, Removing leaves in the autumn, clearing snow and ice from paths and driveways. I was going to say in the winter, but it's Scotland, it could be any time of year where there's very clear snow and ice. Um, both at church and at the West Hall, so that we can all safely attend church service, or indeed at other times for weddings and funerals, where we can out and, and, and do that just as a matter of course. Uh, and also so that our organisations can access the halls without incident. And then we've got all the equipment that we have to, to maintain and whatnot in good order, arranging servicing during the year. The property team is led by Derry Whittle, and they're responsible for looking after all, all three buildings. Church in West, uh, church, sorry, church in Clallan Hall, which we count as one property, West Hall and Manse, uh, and they're responsible for the routine maintenance of all three, uh, ensuring they're kept wind and water tight externally, and in a good state of decoration and repair internally. They'll look after the electrics, the plumbing, the heating and lighting, painting and decorating, and making sure they're all kept to uh, an appropriate standard. The other things in the background are Buzzler, the fire alarms, firefighting equipment, and the lift in the Kalalan uh, Hall uh, all need to be maintained in accordance with legal and insurance requirements. They're also responsible for ensuring that the church organ and pianos are regularly tuned in service something you don't realise would fall under their remit and give it down. They also make sure that the church heating uh, is on when needed and off when not, hopefully. Um, health and safety also falls under their remit. John Malcolm is our health and safety officer and his advice during the pandemic uh, was invaluable in keeping us safe from attending church when church was allowed to be open. As much as possible is done in-house for the team members themselves to keep costs down, but obviously for larger jobs, uh, we'll liaise with uh, local tradesmen to get them approached for work before they, they can be out. Uh, and we're also responsible for looking ahead for longer-term projects uh, to see that work will be required to keep our properties functional for the foreseeable future. The property and grounds teams are currently all male. If anyone has skills in DIY or maintenance, male or female, would be more, most welcome. 
please speak to Derek, Adam, or indeed myself if uh, you feel you need to change the, the proposal. The finance team is led by myself, uh, and our principal role is assisting the treasurer to balance, ensuring that the monies we receive are properly recorded in the bank and the expenditures properly approved and before they incur. We're responsible for counting and banking some of the givings each week, and we've got a small team uh, who do that on a weekly basis. We encourage and promote regular giving by way of WFO envelopes, standing orders from the bank, online giving, and also gift aid. Uh, one of the ways that we've managed to maintain financial stability during these last two difficult years has been through promoting the regular, sorry, the use of regular giving by bank standing order combined with gift aid. This combination of giving helps our church place. Uh, and if you don't know about that uh, arrangement, please speak to myself or one of the, the finance team and I'll happily talk you through that. We prepare periodic and annual accounts and report those to our church session, to local presbytery, to central church in Edinburgh, and also ensure that we report on time to the Scottish uh, Charity Commissioner's Office uh, to make sure that our, our charity status remains active. Um, we prepare obviously an annual budget so that we're in discussion with other church teams and organisations to ensure that they have adequate funds to carry out their functions throughout the coming year. We're responsible for checking uh, and inspecting the financial records of church affiliated organisations on an annual basis. Also ensuring that our insurance covers are adequate, not just for the properties, but for any other activities that we undertake, including things like men's shed, uh, we have to extend insurance cover to make sure that all those activities uh, are suitably covered. We organise new utility contracts at best prices when required. Currently a very hot topic, yeah. Um, church is very fortunate insofar as we uh, have our contracts arranged through Church of Scotland Central and it's done on a three-year basis as we halfway through to so another uh, year plus, uh, I believe, before we need to go to the market. But that's a very difficult thing in the, in the world for lots of people. Um, we put regular meter readings for utilities to ensure they're in the faith of what they, they use. We're asked to advise on contractual matters from time to time. And we have three employees that uh, we're required to pay and deal with HMRC regarding tax and so forth. And we also uh, deal with HMRC making sure that they have our tax recovery for gift aid claims. We advise church session and stewardship matters. Uh, and we also advise and help to promote uh, other fundraising activities. For example, easy fundraising which is a method of generating funds for a local uh, missional outreach team simply by shopping online at no extra cost to yourself. There's a tab on the church website for easy fundraising uh, and it, it talks you through uh, what you need to do. Again, if you want to help do that that way and don't have access to the, the website, please speak to me. We'll also help to source any available grants Costs of project work. Uh, and one of the current things we're looking at is a method of contactless giving. It seems to be a way, particularly many of our young folks 
paper planes from the stage and pictures of captains um, present your uh, credit or bank card or whatever to the looking seeker or that something that we can use this event. I appreciate the finance side isn't everyone's cup of tea at Victor and Bristol, but we do have a, a committed team looking after the finances, but we could always do with, with, with more people here um, supporting things. So whether you're a, a keen gardener, a dab hand at painting or changing a light bulb, or willing to join the Kent team with a positive experience of applying for the Planter Grant, or if you're interested in anything that our mission and nurture teams nurture conveners have mentioned over the past couple of weeks, there's a broad range of skills and talents we can use. Even if you only have a few minutes a week, or time only for a one-off project, you can make a difference. The one thing I would say is that when you do join one of these teams, it won't be dull. You'll have fun, you'll share a laugh, and you'll make friendships. And that's equally as important as doing work.
parable of the lost son. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. And he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he had music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found.
Brother Graham. In the words of my marriage meditation of all our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. So be it. Amen. Familiar phrases are a large part of our vocabulary. Sometimes we know them so well that we just use initials. This can have a whole conversation in it. So, for example, if you lived in England, you could set your GCSEs and your BAAs. You could go on and get an MBCHB or a BA or a BSc. And if you're really clever, a PhD. When you graduate, you may work for the NHS or KPMG. You may even become a CEO or a COO. You may drive a BMW, insured with the REC. You could even be a PA or a, for, the, for the MD at the BBC. If you don't like the BBC, then ITV. Your sport may well be the SPFL or the PGA or the SRU. You could go on holiday from the UK to the USA flying with BA, but you're near me. We could go on and on, but some letters for us today. P-E-P-W-N B-G-I-F W-M-Y It doesn't flow off the tongue. But it means, please be patient with me. Because God isn't finished with me yet. Please be patient with me. Because God isn't finished with me yet. We are all a work in progress. And that should be liberating. The problem is that we think that we have to be perfect or someone else should be perfect or the way something has always been done or we've always had it is the only way it should be. And so we set expectations for ourselves or others or situations which most of the time, quite frankly, no one could meet. It helps to remember that Christians, all of us, are a work in progress. But we still put people on pedestals. Head teachers, business leaders, politicians, church ministers, expecting perfection or at the very least we expect our version of perfection to be met. And when it's not met, oh, we are just delighted to send them crashing down. Maybe that's the older brother in us. Just like the story today, 
the older brother is up on the pedestal because he stayed. He did the work. He was loyal. But his world comes crashing down when his young brother returns. Because despite having gone away and being a perceived disgrace, not living up to that expectation of perfection, God welcomed the younger brother home. We're all a work in progress. Aching, staring out of that window every day, longing for his return, his father welcomed him home. And the message is plain for all to see. Be patient with him. Because God isn't finished with him yet. And the older son who's jealous. Because he's always been there for the father. He's been loyal and worked hard. He's worked the land. He sees this younger brother who's squandered everything. Be welcomed back with open arms. He's jealous and he's angry. But please be patient with him because God isn't finished with him yet. We have more work to be done in our lives. We need it to learn patience, perseverance, forgiveness, sense of perspective and trust. It's ironic that we put our trust in other things. Inheritance, wealth, going it alone. Yet again, they're taught to put their trust in God and in God alone. Only Nguyen wrote, as a priest, he has often dispensed the bread of life while spiritually starving himself. He recognized he was a work in progress. And so for us, if you could spend an hour with God and God with you and could learn one lesson, what would you most like God to teach you in your life? Balance, trust, patience, perseverance. procrastinator who always puts things off when they just need done and done now. What is the one area you need to address most in your life? And when we think what that is, please hear these words. Please be patient with me. For God isn't finished 
with me yet. It remains that everyone, including those you put on pedestals, are works in progress. When we feel discouraged, defeated, when we feel ready to give up, God has more work for us to do. It may be in another area, but it's important work nonetheless. The older brother thought he was finished, yet he was welcomed home and given another chance because God isn't finished with him yet. So often, like the brothers, we think that we are finished with God, but God is not finished with us. As we come through this pandemic and get back into church and life, we might get the sense that some people may think they want to stop doing something or are out of the habit of being a community of faith. This is the moment we need to remind ourselves that God isn't finished with us yet. Much is still to be done. And we know that the reward for work well done is more work. The Bible is full of stories of it, full of people who thought that their work was done, but they still had more to do. Abraham and Sarah, Daniel in the lion's den, Lazarus, Jonah, the younger and the older brothers, to name but a few. And God was not finished with any of them. Jesus on the cross. His disciples thought it was over. He's bleeding. This is it. We thought he was the Messiah, but obviously he's just a good man. And he's died. And his disciples stood and wept. But God wasn't finished with Jesus or with them. And God is not finished with us. Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times and thought his life was over. Yet God molded Peter into the most courageous, fearful, and inspirational preachers in the early church. We're told the church was built on Peter. Have you ever been like Peter and felt ashamed and still hold on to it? God say to you, I'm not finished with you yet. Don't close the door too soon. Like a trapeze bar, holding on tightly with two hands, 
It's only when you let go that you can see the barren front swinging towards you. So we need to let go of the past and grab hold of the future. Remembering that God is not finished with us yet. But we need to be people willing to let go and grab on using the gifts and the talents that we've been given knowing that we're a work in progress and we're not perfect. We will fail at some things. We'll succeed at others. But let's do it together. Because when we all work together and God works through us, when we support and are kind and gracious to each other, Only then can we together build a future that's much bigger than the past. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. 555. Amazing grace.
each of you are loved and valued. Blessed by God. Cherished by God. Beloved by God. Go and treat people the same. And as you go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore.